you guys. Hey, listen, open your Bibles to Nehemiah chapter 7 or your phones, whatever, if you haven't done that already. Now, you might think that with the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem that, you know, Nehemiah's job is done. He could return, go back to Persia, continue his job as the cupbearer of the king. Uh, he would be living the posh life. He wouldn't have enemies without and within looking over his shoulder. And he could, he could go home. He could go back to what he, he had done. But Nehemiah didn't just come to rebuild walls. He came back to Jerusalem to also rebuild people. The first six chapters describe the restoration of the walls around Jerusalem. The final seven chapters describe the restoration of the people inside Jerusalem. Nehemiah was concerned with rebuilding within now, this emphasis points to something in the heart of God and his desire for all of us. A guy by the name of Paul Powell got it right. Look what he said. God is more concerned about our character than our comfort. His goal is not to pamper us physically, but to perfect us spiritually. You see, once the walls are rebuilt on the outside, once a safe place has been restored physically, then Nehemiah's efforts started rebuilding the inside, developing safety within, a spiritual rebuilding. Why? Because more than physical walls are needed for true, real security. Ultimate security comes from within. Look, God is not only needed on physical walls for protection from without. He's also needed in the inside of hearts for protection from within. Ethel Barrett tells the story of an ancient king in Sparta who was entertaining a visiting monarch. And the Spartan king wanted to impress his royal visitor, so... He started bragging about the mighty walls that surrounded Sparta. But Sparta had no walls. So the visiting monarch asked to see those walls, knowing there were no walls. And the Spartan king pointed to some of his best and well-trained troops. They were the proof of Sparta's mighty walls. Nehemiah knew, in a way, some of the same things. Jerusalem's physical walls provided only secondary uh, securities. The city's primary security would only be provided from God dwelling within the hearts of his people. So to start that rebuilding within, look what Nehemiah does. We're at verse 1 on chapter 7. After the wall was rebuilt, and I had set the doors in place, the gatekeepers, the musicians and the Levites were appointed. God was concerned with both rebuilding the physical infrastructure and rebuilding the spiritual character. And that begins with worship. It begins with worship. Nehemiah began rebuilding within by establishing worship. And you notice Nehemiah appointed musicians and Levites, the people responsible for leading the worship God and leading the worship of God and teaching the will of God. In fact, in the chapters that go to the end, there is grave detail given by Nehemiah on what they did to learn. 
and how the Levites and the musicians all shared in their part, bringing the people back. You guys, there were moments when Ezra would stand and read the law, the people began to weep. Have you ever had that experience in church where you're listening to a song and suddenly you can't describe it, but something inside of you and you just feel it well up? That's exactly what's happening. The people had gone so many years without hearing the truth that when it came, they just, it just got them. It just came all over them and they felt that moment. They thought, I need, this is right. This is what I need in my life. In fact, the seventh chapter will go on to list one group, people group after another. These are the Israelites, the people of God, who were called to return to the city of God. Notice these people groups that are mentioned among many of them. In verse 39, it talks about the priests and then lists the numbers of, of the priests. And then in verse 43, it talks about the Levites. And you'll notice in that chapter, it goes through where those, all, where those people were and where they came from. And then verse 44, the musicians. Verse 46, the temple ser servants. Verse 60, more about the temple servants from the lineage of Solomon. There was this huge emphasis on the appointment of the people responsible for leading the nation in the worship of God. Why? Because that is our main function as the people of God. We are worshipers. Worship are us. <laughs> That's us. That's what we do. Come, let us sing with joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. Why? Because the Lord is a great God, a great king above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth. The mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his. He made it. In his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. We are worshipers. Rebuilding within starts with established, constant, living, overflowing thankfulness to God because God the Father and Jesus the Son and the Holy Spirit are responsible for everything. He has created every one of us in this ever-expanding universe. I don't know. You think we might take some time to thank him for that? Y'all, worshiping him should be the most obvious and natural part of who we are. It always cracks me up when people say, why is God just so egotistical? He just wants all of this creation worshiping him. He made it. Why wouldn't we worship the one responsible for everything? That's not egotistical. That's the almighty creator. That's what you do. You thank him. We worship him. All right, there's number one. Look at the next move Nehemiah makes in rebuilding within. Verse two. I put in charge of Jerusalem my brother Hanani, along with Hananiah, the commander of the citadel, because he was a man of integrity and feared God more than most people do. So rebuilding within starts with establishing worship, and it continues on with recognizing integrity wherever you see it. Nehemiah recognized honesty, and he recognized morality. 
and he recognized internal consistency. He recognized a person in whom there was no corruption. Nehemiah recognized a reverent awe of the Lord, respect for his matchless power, his purity, his goodness, his mercy, his grace. Nehemiah knew that responding within happens when integrity is recognized and promoted. Oswald Chambers was right when he said it this way. Look at this quote. This will make you think. When you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas if you do not fear God, you fear everything else. Returning, rebuilding within happens when people of integrity who are respectfully fearful of God and no one and nothing else, when those people are recognized and promoted. And notice what else Nehemiah does too. Rebuild within. Verse 5. God put it in my heart to gather the nobles, the officials, and the people in general to be registered. I found the genealogical record of those who were in the first return from the exile. This is very interesting because from this verse 5 through the rest of the chapter mostly is a list of the families who had started returning out of the captivity over the past century, over the last hundred years. You see, they hadn't made it back to the city yet. They were no longer in bondage. They were no longer under their captors. But they needed to be reminded of who they were and where they were supposed to be. You see, rebuilding within, it starts with establishing worship as a way of life, and it moves to recognizing integrity and appointing such as leaders. But because people have forgotten their identity and where they're supposed to be, those who were lost needed to be found. The long list of genealogies given in the rest of this chapter was not about counting people. It lists the numbers, but it wasn't about counting people. You know why you have the long list of genealogies listed? Because these people count. These people are important. They matter. They needed to be found. Those who were forgotten needed to be reminded who they were and where they belonged. They were the people of God who were supposed to be living in the city of God. Establishing a life of worship, vital. Appointing leaders of integrity, necessary. But if we don't look for our lost, rebuilding within will be sorely missing a key ingredient. Jesus called us to be fishers of men. But if we who are called to fish don't fish, we flounder. I'm sorry, that was so bad. I just couldn't resist myself. I tried to avoid it. I practiced the sermon and I let flounder out. But when it came to the moment, I just gave in to the temptation. Sorry about that. Look, when we leave this gathering and we go out from here, we go out looking for people who have forgotten who they are in Christ and who have forgotten that they belong with other disciples of Christ. We, we, don't, we don't have time, forgive me, to flounder. We don't. 
A big part of rebuilding within is remembering our identity as fishers of men. Greg Laurie tells a great story about a woman who had finished shopping and she returned to her car and she found four men sitting in the car. And she dropped her, her shopping bags, true story. She drew a handgun out of her purse. She screamed, I have a handgun and I know how to use it. Get out of the car. Well, those four gentlemen did not need a second invitation. They were out and they ran. Well, she collected herself. She was shaken up a bit, but she picked back up her groceries, put her gun back in her purse and got in, the, got in that car and tried as she might. She could not get her key into the ignition of that car. And it dawned on her. Her car was four spaces down, looked just like the one she was sitting in. So she picked up her groceries in this unknown car, put it in her correct car, and drove straight down to the police station and turned herself in. When she was reporting this to the sergeant at the desk, he just laughed off of his chair, and he pointed at the end of the counter where four men were reporting a carjacking by an old woman with thick glasses and curly white hair, less than five feet tall, carrying a large handgun. Isn't that great? Obviously, no charges were filed. It was a case of mistaken identity. How much trouble would be avoided if you and I stopped forgetting we were made to be fishers of men? And we fished, we went fishing. We've got half of this building that we're sitting in finished. We've got the other half that we're hopeful will be finished by this year, God willing. This facility is made for people who have forgotten who they are and where they belong. It's also made for people who are committed to the life of fishing. People who are about fishing for people who have lost their way. We must all notice this world all around us, outside our windows. It's just not time to be silent. If the Apostle Paul thought he was living in the last days, what in the world do you think we're living in right now? This has got to be the last days. Invite those in that you know that are in your workplace or in your school, wherever, in your neighborhood. Remind them who they are and where they belong. They are children of a God who belong with him. Father, it is so easy in the comfort of our world and culture to just live from one pleasure to another without thinking about the people that you bring around us that need to know who they are in you and where they belong with you. Make us fishers of men. We hear this song and we sing to you, Father, in Jesus' name.